Blog Talk Radio. Beat. 
and welcome to the Scoop Radio Show. This is Winfrey Burns, and I hope you guys are ready for a good show tonight, because I am. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. So tonight, we're first going to be talking about in the news, We uh, Cuzzo is going to give us uh, what's going on. Then, of course, we're interviewing tonight Ms. Shanita Hurt, who is an author, speaker, and the founder of Renew Her, uh, which is an organization uh, that's dedicated to helping women. We'll talk to that then. Uh, in the second hour, of course, um, we've got the Scoop Nation hot topic. Uh, then we've got um, our fire starter herself. So we got some passion talk with Miss Cicely Victoria. And then, of course, we got some new music. As you guys know, we love uh, indie music. So we've got Rasheen Big Bean Coleman tonight, uh, his new song, Run It. We've got Big Rob Clay, um, which we played before. And then we've got a new song by uh, Freeze. So we got a good show tonight. And as you guys know, always make sure if you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 929-477-2304. Again, that's 929-477-2304. If you got a question or comment, make sure you press the number one so we get you into the queue. All right. So before we jump into news, let me say what's up to my people. Um, what's going on, Miss Kelly Johnson of Curvy Kitchen? Hey. What's going hey, on, Kel? Doing good. Doing good. Mm-hmm. Not much. Just, you know, hustling and carrying on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how we do it, though, right? That's how we do it. That's how we do it. It's not going to happen. It's got, you got to make it happen. So that's good. Let me say what's up, Miss Shaquilla Willis with of Elegance by Time. What's up, Q? Hey, hey, hey. I am doing well this evening. Happy to be here with my Scoop Nation fam. Y'all doing all right? Definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for this show. I'm excited about tonight. Uh, I'm excited about this discussion. I'm excited about all of it. So let's get it in. So, and of course, what's up, Cuzzo? Mr. Rashad Ray Chan Chandler. What's up, dude? What's happening? You good, man? What's happening? I know, man. That's what I said. What's happening, man? Hey, I'm on my relaxation time, man. Look, it's 99 degrees outside. (laughs) I ain't even playing today. All that sitting up and trying to hang out. Nope, I'm laying across my bed. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, well, that's what's up. Well, how you wait? How you laying across the bed? Ain't you supposed to be? Uh, you supposed to be going live here in a second. What you talking about? What up? I'm live. I'm laying across my <laughs> bed. On the, on the, <laughs> you think he's sexually talking or something? Yeah, I figured he he is actually live, laying across the bed. He ain't lying. <laughs> On the Tuesday. <laughs> the feed just popped up. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. I didn't even know we could do that. I didn't know we could do look multiple lives. I'm but, just learning something. Boy, look at him. This man laying across the, the bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Hey. Let's go. Let's get it. Take, take us away, man. You got, you got news. All right, well, that's going to unlive me for a second, so give me a second to unlive. Get y'all life. All right, so in the first bit of news, which is brought to you by the good people at Up and At It Travel. That's my business, and it's www.upandatittravel.paycation.com. You get discounts on all your travel. That's flying, that's floating, that's anything that's toting. All that in the site. So in our first bit of news, we got Floyd Mayweather, well, you know, Floyd Mayweather asking the IRS to wait until the McGregor fight to pay his tax liabilities. 
looks like Mayweather said his car could worth fifteen million, and he even owns a two thousand or twenty thousand dollar golf cart. A golf cart. Um, let's see how much is he actually owing though. Oh, oh, the amount owed is unknown. They won't release that. What is known is that he made $222 million on the night of the Pacquiao fight. So, uh, is it some flexing going on around here, or is money is money really money? Or I mean, I want to know first what what does the what does the money minister think about? About which part? That's, I mean, well, that, first of all, owing taxes is not the end of the world. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, I'm sorry. I just hear the numbers. So um, at, at the highest rate, so let's just say at one of the highest rates, which is about 30-some-odd percent. Okay, so that one of the highest tax rates is about 30, 30%. First of all, if he grows... So we would say 22 million versus Las Vegas tax rate. Well, no, 222 grows, million. 220 million. So the federal tax rate is approximately, if I looked it up, I want to say it's like 30, Kelly, like 32% maybe, Kelly. Is that right? Something like that. So if it's around 30, let's call it 30%. At 30%, mm-hmm. 20... Twenty or uh, two hundred and twenty million. You're talking about sixty-six million dollars in tax that he paid that he would have had to pay. However, however, you also have to remember that um, he didn't make two hundred twenty million dollars. The gross was two twenty. So when Floyd fights, he also has to pay, you know, trainers, promoters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so from what I'm told, I don't know. Usually, whatever they make, they usually walk away with about fifty percent of that. So even on $110 million, you still talk to $33 million in taxes. So throwing on the write-offs and whatnot, but even on 100 and let's see, even if that knocks it down to 15% tax bracket, that's still, yeah, that's still every bit of $33 million that you've got to pay on 220 So it, it, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So again, it's not un- it's not uncommon for people with money to owe taxes. A lot of them to choose to defer their taxes until later periods. But what you say? What you say, Kel? Oh, I didn't say anything. Oh, so, but that's still a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And this isn't the first time he's had this issue. So he's owed. I think I can't remember what Friday was that he was going to retire, but he literally, I think, if I remember correctly, came out of retirement to do that fight because he owed taxes. So, hey. Yeah, a lot of money. That's a lot of money, man. That's a whole lot of money. A very, very large amount of money. And for him to be flaunting it like he does, it just... Those types of things, even with understanding how, like, celebrities and, you know, rich people do it, you know, with the whole, the, all the loopholes and rules and things like that, you know, the ways that you can defer and get around all of this. I just think to myself, why? 
why if you have the ability, why if you have the money to just pay it, get it out of the way, like, yearly when it's not a ridiculous amount of money like that? Like, why would you just not do that? Is that the normal person thinking that I have right now because I don't have this amount of money at my disposal that makes me still think normal thoughts like pay it when it's due? You know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand that because, you know, I guess because I'm in a space where I, my goal is to be able to comfortably pay things early or, you know, consistently on time. So when I see people with ridiculous amounts of money like this and blessed to be blessed like that, I think, what the hell is wrong with you? This is why people, you know, look at y'all and say you don't know what you're doing with yourself because that just makes no sense. I have zero sympathy, zero understanding for allowing your finances to get in this particular situation. Like, I just, I ain't got it. I just don't. I don't have it. (laughs) Well, look, I I can speak for the ones that I, the ones that I know, I know Kelly, she helps people in this area too, so, but, yeah, most of the ones I know prepay, or they'll pay quarterly. You know, if you're, a lot of the business owners, and they'll pay quarterly because they don't want to have a big tax bill, Um, or, again, they also, um, they, they, um, a lot of them will either prepay or, like I said, what they'll do is they'll, um, they'll they'll put the money aside or have financial advisors to do it for them. So, again, um, I think I don't know who manages Floyd's money, but again, from what I've from what I've been told, this is again this is not the first time, and a lot of security. What your point was, a lot of the stuff that we see is really more flash and glitz than anything else. So crazy. That makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm with you. If I got two, if I got 222, if I get 220, 220 million, and I gotta give away 50 percent of it for that reason, and I walk away with 110 million, and I know my tax bill is 33, 33 million, let's just write the check and be done with it. It's what you would think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This this, this just looks bad. You know, my business all down the street, folks count my coins more than they already are. Just why? Just yeah. handle that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, too, just speaking to the advisor part, you know, sometimes I'm sure there's financial advisors, accountants, CPAs that have been in the business for a while, and they probably know all the loopholes and everything, and that's the first thing that most of these, um, you know, the most of the the 1%, that's what they're looking for, so they go in thinking they're going to get all these loopholes, and they don't prepare to pay. And I think that's what a lot of I think that's probably some of the issues that some you know of these people run into. I don't think it's necessarily well. It is them wanting to avoid the pay, but I think sometimes mm-hmm. they think that they can get around it, and then you know it catches up with them, or they weren't able to do the accountant or CPA wasn't able to do what they thought they could do with the taxes. I think that's how they get caught up sometimes. Yeah. But it's a lot of loopholes, too. I mean, seriously, it's a lot of loopholes and tax shelters and whatnot that, you know, that, that, that those guys get. So a lot of them. So like stuff that us normal folks don't even really have access to or understand. So it's a lot. So we'll see. We'll see. What's, it, what's he supposed to make for the McGregor fight? Did he say? I can't remember. No, I don't know. Anybody know? Uh, 
And I don't know exactly what he's supposed to make for that McGregor fight, but I know that he's asking for it to go to his taxes and hold off so that he can pay his taxes. Okay. Okay. I want to say it was like $40 million if I remember correctly, but I, I could be wrong. So. Interesting. Yeah, it's like four. I might say four ninety north of four ninety. Okay. All right. What else you got? What else you got to move? Um. Uh, so in this, the next bit of news is uh, we're gonna figure out. Well, first let's. Escape is the next Golden Group to have a biopic coming out, um, which sparks a conversation of. There have been a lot of biopics. So I'll even trim it down. If you can name a top three of biopics, <laughs> what would be your top three? And we'll start with what is your take on the escape biopic before it gets here? And then your top three. Let's start with how about Kale? The top three biopics? First, what do you think about escape? And then second, top three biopics. Okay, so I'm on the fence about Escape because I oh I love them dearly, but I don't I don't know their story, so I guess that I guess that will give them kind of a a marketing push because nobody really knows exactly you know what happened and what was all the the you know beef and all that, but I just don't. It doesn't seem interesting to me, and it, like I said, I just don't know the story. But I love them as a group, so you know, if they if they do it, I'm I'm gonna watch it either way. But I don't know. And as far as <laughs> top three biopics, um, I think the TLC one was good. Okay, that's right. Um. <laughs> is the Jackson Five movie considered a biopic? Yeah. Okay, an American Dream. The Jackson Five yeah. movie is very good. I still I like that. I that one in my original list. So shout out to Ringo for adding that one to my original list. And um, definitely the is the I can't remember. Is the Temptations on the spot? That was the first so thing I did like when that. I got to Detroit. I ran down the stairs like David Ruff and I was yelling. I was like, y'all need David Ruff. That's what it was. Have, yeah. have y'all watched the temptations like with your parents? Did you watch it with mm-hmm. your parents? No. Yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, that was like prime time for my parents. That was my mom's favorite group. So that's it's interesting watching it with them. They remember everything and know what they were doing and what they had on. And yeah, that's how they look. That's that's exactly what they want. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We just snuck out and your your granddaddy didn't even know it. He didn't know it. He didn't even know it. You went to go see the Jacksons, huh? That's what the naughty time was, huh? Y'all broke out to go see the Jacksons because you wanted them back. Yeah. 
how that's when they start telling it. on themselves. When they start watching the movies from back in the day and they start going down right. memory lane, and you find out all the business about your parents that mm-hmm. they forget that they weren't supposed mm-hmm. to tell us. And they, oh, well, baby, you know, we were all oh. young one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right. know we were, mom. Right. I know. Oh, um, let's see. Am I interested in escape? Not, I mean, not so much. I think their individual stories are more interesting than them collectively as a group. Um, aside from that, I did enjoy the TLC. Um, movie. I did like that one. Um, I don't really watch a lot of these. I'm going to just be real 100 with you. I, You know, I like the, um, the are we going to include 50 Cent to Get Richard Dark Trying? Was that his, his uh, was that somewhat similar to his life? Are we going to put that in that, that book? I mean, I'm about to say, category? I got to rearrange my list again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that, one, that one probably ranked higher Eight, don't forget eight mile then if we're gonna throw. Oh yeah. Throw eight yeah. mile in there. Yeah, yeah. See these are these are more of my this is more of my speed. Yeah. I like fifty cents. I like uh eight mile. Um I did enjoy TLC. Huh? Yeah, TLC was it, yeah, TLC was tightly knit. It was really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I so think the production behind it's almost I almost don't want to put eight mile and get rich and die trying in the same category as the others that we've talked about. Because the production right. opportunity was so different. So, you know, but if we're just going to talk about stories of our artists, those were the two that I probably enjoyed more than the others that we've, we've covered. But overall, am I here for an escape? Not so much. You know, I mean, I'd watch it. So we'd have something to talk about. I wouldn't be sitting here lost in the sauce on Tuesday, but I'm not necessarily setting my DVR for it and that kind of thing. Right. So nobody, nobody's going to throw straight out of confidence in that? Oh, I forgot. It ain't, it ain't top three to me. Straight out of oh, it was good. good but it ain't top three, oh, though. I mean, I mean, and now that we naming all of these, you pushing it with top five. Yeah, really? <laughs> I about to say, did you hear wow. all the names that just came out, bro? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. Mile but is see, in here. Eight Mile was really know. good. I'll still watch that if it comes on today. And I mean, Get Rich or Die Trying is really good. And I'm sorry, I got to keep Crush Groove in there because that's just a part of me. I love Crush Groove. That's going to be in my top five regardless. And then uh, the TLC, that's a sneaker. I mean, I could watch it again. I, I don't watch it over and over, but I could watch it again and not be mad. Temptations is a classic to me. I love that one. Like, I, I love that one. I wish I could put the heartbeats on there, but they ain't real. I want it to be about somebody so bad so I could say it's real. <laughs> yep. And the heartbeats. Well, I and if think I get, was about let, somebody. What you talking about? Uh-oh. I'm about to say, now let me find out a fact that the five heartbeats was really about somebody, and then we got to start pushing yeah. the list again. Wait, is five heartbeats a real story? Yeah. <laughs> it was a group called five heartbeats. They weren't called the five heartbeats, but it was a different, it was a different group. Did they sing a hardest song? Mm. I mean, the hardest song. Okay, well then, yeah, it don't count. It don't count. No Eddie King. Since we had to find out on the post, it ain't no Eddie Kane. It's Eddie King. 
Yeah, thank you. So he, it was thank you. That's what it was. David said it, it was the bell. That's what it was. Thank you. I knew it was somebody. Oh. Well, move the list on down again because the Dells is up there at top two. So we got the Temptations <laughs> is the number one. Then the Dells is the number two. Then you got, hey, 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 hey. Well, uh, heartbeat, so? Yeah. I mean, I like the heartbeat. That's one of my favorite movies, but I don't think we could get on it in there. Mm, let's count it now. Come it's on. In there. They said it's about the Dells. That's it. I don't know nothing about the Dells except for. They uh-huh. have a movie by. I'm mad we know them more than we know the actual artist. That's a shame. That is a damn shame. Don't know nothing about the Dale. But I thought they were Take them to church, choir boy. That's it. No, actually, I'm not being funny. I would rather see. I really am not. I'm not being funny. I would rather see a tiny T.I. movie. You know. Yeah. Cable's not, you know. I'd rather see a, you know, mm-hmm. you know what happened with Candy. Y'all know how I feel about Candy anyway. Before she was married, at least. Um, you know, I'd rather see a Candy movie. That's you know, before she got married, she's my boo. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I'm. I you know who I have an awesome movie? Stars. No disrespect, but I don't even know who they are. You know who would have oh. an awesome movie? Oh. Jody. Oh. They should make a Jodeci yeah. movie. That would be yeah. dope. Now that I would want to watch. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That, I want to see that. If that would be Jodeci, everywhere. I'm there. Oh, I'm there. man. It would be Coke. Wish it would be Hookers. <laughs> it would be all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's that has to come epic. on at like 9 o'clock it's gonna at night. Like, that needs to be it's like, be like, like a watch it for <laughs> David Ruffin. Like, can you imagine a, a movie with four David Ruffins, bro? Like, well, no, three. Three David Ruffins and a and a. Uh, no, he ain't. He ain't a Leon. He ain't, who'd he be? No. What? Because I mean, Devonte didn't never really get into too much of nothing. He was always writing and being cool. So as far as I know, until a movie come out, he's the one that was all right. But the other three, oh, they party. They party. <laughs> Shot, go on and make a couple of calls and make that movie happen. Why you doing yeah. that? You get a Drew Hill one. Get a Drew Hill one too. They not really that important though. They was just at the moment. Like they got gems, but if you really think about it in time, Drew Hill ain't important like that. I just like them. Yeah. I just like them. That I mean, I be trying to do do it for boys to men too, but in essence, they really ain't important like that. Now they. I know. They I'm just, sorry. They, just they don't got feel a story. Like they be all that- yeah, of course. This story just looks boring. We just want to know why the tall dude ain't in the group no more. We don't have to watch the whole story of Boys to Men to find out yeah. why the tall dude ain't there. That's a 30 minute special. <laughs> yeah. But we already know why. Like, we don't need the whole movie for that. Yeah. No, what's the tall one no. now? The one that had, he had a cane and then he just stopped. Mike. Uh, Him. Yeah, it was because it was money. That's what they said on the interview was money. Uh, that's it. And then he. But anyway. Money. Yeah. It was money. They said that when he came back, in order for him to come back, he wanted more money than everybody. He wanted more money than whatever. Oh, he was pulling that Tyrese. He was doing a Tyrese yeah, on, the, on the crew. Okay. Yeah, and they said. Why would he do such a thing? But he was uh, on Ilyana. 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 Mm-hmm. Ilyana. You got to save your life. <laughs> you got to. On the black men, uh, 
episodes, and he got sick and said that they basically, you know, he withdrew and everything, but they basically didn't check on on him or nothing or anything. Wow. And I'm like, dang, okay. even after the show aired, they still ain't checked on him because they all in the Geico commercials. They ain't even want to give him a piece of the check. Yeah, they, got a, uh-huh. they got a new member now. They got another guy. They replaced him now. So, no, I didn't you know, they, what? They, they in Vegas. They in Vegas now, performing in Vegas, and they got a new guy. Yep, they got. I know that's what I said too. It hurt my heart. Can't nobody else say, "Girl, I'm here for you." All those nice. And that brings me into my favorite meme of the week. Then <laughs> way to walk it in there, Winford. So, <clears throat> did you see the meme about the uh, TLC went and made an album without uh, without left eye, and in the bottom of it said, <laughs> "So what? Fetty Wap did too." <laughs> oh, y'all will get that later. Fetty walking yeah, in and y'all got out of left eye. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Oh man, that was the funniest I'm thing I've seen all week. Ain't one of my, he's not one of my uh, artists of the moment, but maybe they should have threw him on the new album, and it would we know more about it. <clears throat> right. TLC because mm, it's mm, a little. Mm. I guess they didn't keep up with the promise of uh, putting Lil Mama in the group or whatever. Didn't Lil Mama win the rap spot? No. I never know that was a plan. No. It was somebody else. No. Yeah. I thought she was supposed to be getting the spot. <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. Here's All right, we got a song. Let's go. <laughs> we got a song. We got a song. All right, so tonight's song is by my bro, Big Raw. And let me see what the name of it is this evening. In the news. The name of the song is going to be called Bye Bye. And Big Rob would like you guys to also know that his album is coming out. And uh, let's see here. It is inspired by 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. His goal is to pre-sell 100 copies for $10 each, and you can click the link. Uh, I'll post that link. I can do that. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and post that link for you and get that on trimmed out and all that nice stuff so we can uh, get bro some sales. So there we go. Support Big Bro, Big Rob Clay. Bye-bye.
All right, all right. That was Big Rob Clay with Bye Bye. I like that song. I always get my head rocking, rocking on that one. So tonight we are going to be interviewing Miss <clears throat> Shanita Hurt with Renew Her. And um, Shanita Hurt is a speaker, author, and entrepreneur. She is also the founder and CEO of Renew Her, which is an organization created to help women rebuild, rebrand, and relaunch after divorce. She spends her time helping women build their confidence, increase their self-love, and be progressive while moving past the agony of a breakup. Scoop Nation, I'd like for you to all welcome Shanita Hurt to the Scoop. Hey, Sugar, welcome. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for joining us this evening. Absolutely glad to be here. Well, like I said, we thank you for. Hey, yeah, I'm like, come on, y'all, welcome to the to, to the show. Oh, hey, <laughs> Didn't want to gang jump in there. People are like, oh god. <clears throat> oh, All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into this, Shanita. We, like I said, we are very, very happy that you are here with us this evening. I'm not sure if you've had the opportunity to check us out um, in our school group or if you followed the post that we um, share on our pages, but we have quite a bit of conversation surrounding starting over, re, um, basically self-love, starting over, and how to reinvent yourself, at, whether it be after a breakup, in a new business venture, just in life in general. So um, when we found out what it is that you do with Renew Her, we were excited to get your perspective on what it is that you do and how you provide a service to women in a specific um category. So tell us a little bit about Renew Her and what motivated you to get started. Oh, absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, um, Renew Her is an organization that was created to help rebuild, rebrand, and relaunch women, mainly after divorce, which was my original avatar. However, I've noticed that uh, since launching this organization that I've also had a lot of single women who have come to me uh, sharing their story after breakup, wanting to know how to move past the devastating end of a relationship. So it's kind of, you know, expanded to not just divorced women, but single women as well, and certainly don't want to turn away any of my sisters out there looking for help and how to move on. Nice. Nice. I think that's so um, clutch what you just said, that it's actually expanded even bigger than what you initially anticipated. I think so many of us forget that we all go through so much of the same situation. So... I really like that you mentioned that that has been your experience. What has been, if you don't mind me asking, what has been one of your main challenges with getting, um, getting comfortable, one, sharing your story and making it available to, for healing for, for others? What was, what was one of the challenges in uh, telling yourself, you know, this is what I need to do. This is how, I'm going to make my mark. What what helped motive? What was one of those? What was the challenge in that? <clears throat> I think the biggest challenge um, for me after being with my ex-husband for 20 years in a relationship and married to him 16 years, one of the biggest challenges for me was actually accepting that it was over. And um, I couldn't move past being stuck until I accepted the reality 
of my marriage coming to an end and going through the process, the roller coaster, the up and down, the happy one moment, crime the next, and allowing myself to be comfortable and embracing those feelings without feeling, you know, like I was losing it, so to speak, but understanding that that was part of the process. And instead of fighting the process, accepting my new uh, title as a single woman, embracing the process and allowing the healing to take its place. That's so profound right there. Allowing yourself that period to breathe and say, this is where I am, like that accept, that's that's major. <clears throat> now, when you, is, is that one of the, is, um, I would imagine that is one of the things that you stress to the women who come to you is allowing yourself that space to breathe and almost rediscover who you are as a single woman. You said that you were with, um, you were in that relationship for 20 years and, you know, married 16. That is a good chunk of your life. So I can imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's a huge chunk of your life, you know. So I'm thinking that's, you know, in a lot of ways, you have to get comfortable not only with accepting that that portion is done, but now you really have to figure out, well, who am I? Overall, Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. That, and that's certainly one of the um, most important pieces. You know, when my um, when the dissolution of my marriage occurred, I decided at the end for the first year I would not entertain, you know, any type of relationship with another man in any form. I was like, you know, I, I wouldn't do it. I'm not ready for it. I didn't want to take, you know, my my issues and now put them onto another man who, you know, didn't deserve it. And if he was looking for love and ready for it, and I wasn't because I didn't allow, you know, the healing that was necessary, as well as discovering who I was outside of this man who I had been with for so long, I wouldn't be of any good to him. And so I made it a purpose to withdraw myself from the dating scene and then concentrated time focusing on developing myself, focus on focusing on loving myself, renewing myself, and rebuilding myself. And once I was able to do it for me, I in turn, you know, wanted to create this organization to help other women who may be going through the exact same thing to let them know, hey, you're not alone. There are other women out there who are going through or who have gone through something similar, if not worse than you. And sometimes, you know, when we go through different situations in life, we feel as if we're all alone or maybe someone don't quite understand it because especially in the African-American community, you know, what goes on behind closed doors, closed doors don't sell a business. And so a lot of people, what I'm finding, have been really suffering in silence, not knowing that there is help available and people out here who genuinely care for them. So how do you, I mean, how do you, how, how do you do that? How do you reach uh, a segment of the population of, uh, who that says, um, let's not talk about this or what stays in the house you know, in this area? How do you, how do you reach that, that, that group of people? What are, what are some of the things that you do? 
You know what? I really believe it's just finding a safe place for them to be able to open up. You know, I think if people can get to a place where they can trust you and they aren't feeling as if you're asking questions because you want to know their business, you're about to make a post, Facebook tag, a post about them, you know, they feel that someone's there who's genuinely caring and can relate to them, they're more likely to open up in a private setting. And, you know, for me, when um, which is what, one of the reasons or how Renew Her came about. You know, I am a very, very private person, and it's so funny that the Lord would even lead me to do something like this because, I mean, I would hold hot boiling water in my mouth before I would open up and share. But when um, I was released to be open and talk about my divorce, it was amazing how many people inboxed me who would, you know, begin to confide in me about their personal experiences and their relationship. And to be honest, I was slightly astonished because some of the very people that would inbox me had just posted up on Facebook about their booth like eight mm-hmm. hours ago and how good they were. And I'm like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. hold on. That's yep. a little deceptive. And so, you know, yep. you can never judge a book by its cover because, again, a lot of people, you know, w- want you to perceive one thing and in actuality, the reality of what they're dealing with behind closed doors is a lot different. So when I am vulnerable and I share my story and I, you know, um, express to them my ability to relate, it in turn allow others to open up and, you know, have those very hard conversations. Awesome. That's awesome. So, so I have some of the things. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna ask, do you is the majority of your um is the majority of are, of your sessions, are they one on one or do you do um group sessions? Like what is what is the the setting of how you counsel and, and reach your clients, so to speak? Well, I'm actually in the process um, now of building out uh, courses that will allow group counseling to happen anonymously. Um, But, again, as I stated, for instance, with the um, social media, you know, people will DM or inbox me or if I'm at networking events and they find out what I do, you know, there's an exchange there for a one-on-one opportunity to happen. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead, Wynn. Sorry, I didn't didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh my goodness! Um, you, you said earlier that you're a, pre- a, a very private person. Um, in terms of, I mean, now being thrust into a public um, setting, a setting like this, how has that? Um, I mean, how how has that affected you? You know what? I am very private, but I had to come to the realization that it's not about me. I didn't go through what I went through in my relationship to to hold it in and to say, oh, I've made it out, so whoever's going through, deal with it, figure it out like I had to. But in turn, mm-hmm. it's the purpose of it is bigger than I am. And when I keep the purpose of it in mind, 
I am able to move past my hesitancy in sharing stories because now with my ability to open up and share different experiences and relate to my sisters who are currently going through, that's my way of reaching back and helping them make it through just like I came through but without the struggle because now they have someone who can say, I've been there and I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, so much. Yeah, that's huge. As somebody who's gone through, you know, and our listening audience um, knows this, but as I'm divorced as well, and so as someone who's gone through that, I think it's huge to have have that safe place that you talked about. How do you um, how do you have provide the safe space? One, this is one thing that I, I, I struggle with, but that I found. How do you have that safe space without um, how do I want to say, without lying to the other person. So when I say lying, I mean like providing false, you know, some people, like you want to encourage people, but you also want to give them truth. So how do you? Oh, you, you know what? Well, that's not hard that? for me at all. I am okay. a keep it 100 type person. Honestly, uh-huh. sometimes I think I'm too real because I have to later, <laughs> you know, go back and be like, well, Lord, wait, did I just say? And, you know, uh-huh. or think about, you know, did I Say it, in, you know, with the right tone because you can say okay. something and, you know, if the tone isn't right behind it or if the mm-hmm. word choice isn't, you know, if, if it's sharp, then they can take offense to it. So one thing right. I will say is, you know, I'm definitely not for everybody. I am a very honest, upfront, straightforward type person. And anyone who, um, you know, is willing to work with me on any level, that's something that is definitely made known from the beginning. You know, it's not personal. It's nothing, you know, as an attack to you. But if you're coming to me, you know, seeking help with your situation, understand I am here to help you, not to hurt you. But sometimes the reality of what I say may cut, but I won't leave you that way. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's huge. Yep. That's huge. It is. That is huge. Kels, you got a question? Yeah, so I, I do have a question. Um, what is, I guess without, I guess, giving away too much confidentiality, what is like a, a breakthrough moment, if you can genera- generalize it in one of your sessions or in one of your um, powwows with the women, what's a breakthrough moment that kind of sticks with you and maybe helps motivate you or was just unique that you remember? And it could be with you, you or, know, you know, with a, just another woman. Um, re- realizing uh, the breakthrough moment that stands out first when you ask the question is the amount of self-betrayal that goes on. And why does it happen and why does it continue to happen, you know, when you're in a relationship fighting for it? Why is it so important that you gain the love and affection of another person, even at the cost of betraying yourself? And so for me, when I took that year off that I told you guys about earlier, the main thing I wanted to do was forgive myself for betraying me in, in, in the effort to love someone else and not putting myself, of course, under God as that priority in the love order. Girl, you just said first. You said forgive yourself for betraying you. Girl, yes. Yeah. You better say that 
So is there any other unique experience with another, um, you know, person that has a testimony or has, you know, followed you and has shared a unique breakthrough just from, you um, know, what you shared? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've had women that um, in the single aspect, not, you know, divorced women, but single women who have come and thanked me for, you know, giving them a new perspective and how they see themselves, how to view relationships and how relationships are not just feel good all the time, but they should be purposeful and intentional. And, you know, if you don't know what your purpose is, you really shouldn't be out there trying to connect with anyone without knowing, you know, what it is you're supposed to be doing. Because what happens is you begin to pull from this person because of the void and emptiness in you, not knowing why you're frustrated. is because you're looking for this person to give you something that they don't have the capacity to. And so that was one of uh, probably the most recent, you know, one of the young ladies who had been dating someone said, you know what, I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready, but I realized I still have work on me to do. Okay. Now that's a preach. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, my favorite question and everything is always level of communication. Like, uh, where do you place the level of communication in things? And, like, is there a level of where even communication can't save things? Say that last. Is there a level of communication where what did you say? I mean, where where even communication, I mean, is there a level of where communication can't fix things? Like, or is it, is it always, it, communication is always able to fix things or no? Well, I don't ever think that there is a one answer to fixing any problem. Usually when there is right. a problem, there are multiple requirements to repair a situation. Communication <laughs> is definitely amongst the top, you know, three, four, definitely five at least. Um, and I just really believe that um, as long as the communication is open and honest, that it's a healthy start to, you know, getting going in the right place. But communication is important, but it's not the one-all, be-all fixer for any problem that you have. But also, let me say this. I think that it's really important to have healthy communication at the start of a relationship. You know, you can't start a relationship mass. You can't start a relationship, you know, lying about who you are and what you do and what you have, and then once you're found out by this person, now you want to come and be truthful, okay, let's communicate. Well, your credibility is kind of shot. So it's just important that people communicate openly and honestly and that the person they're in relationship with affords them that platform to communicate. You know, I'm the type of person, I'm like, hey, tell me. Even if you think it'll hurt me, if you think I'll get offended, don't worry about how I'll handle it. I'd rather know the truth, and I'd rather know it from you. So you communicate with me. I can deal with the outside. I love that. 
I think there's value in that because if you, when you set that boundary of saying, you know, we're here, I need you to be always 100 with me, I can can deal with what happens on the outside, I think that means more because that's saying I'm opening myself up to you. I'm vulnerable to you, giving you Mm -hmm. access to me that they don't have. So they have the the ring to switch up on me because I don't give them those parts of me. But once I give you that part of me, I'm expecting a certain level of, of trust that you're not yeah. going to take advantage of me. I think that that's major. That's, that's mm-hmm. major right there. Totally yep. agree, honey. <laughs> Lord. Um, so let's talk about let's talk from a business perspective. Um, how did um, not so much how we know how you got into business into this business, but I mean of all I mean right now relationships obviously are are, are you know doing well in terms of business wise. Um, is is this for you something that you want to? How do you what's your goals in terms of how to make this a larger business? Are you trying to keep it small? What's your what are your goals? Um, well, you know, to be honest, I can have as many plans as I like, but it's the Lord who will who will cause it to be what it wanted. You know, again, I started out when my inspiration um, came from the dissolution of my marriage. The inspiration came from me wanting women to know that they're not alone while they go through. The inspiration for me came because of the many inboxes that I got. Um, And so what fueled me to do this was the desire to empower other women who feel lost um, without their special someone. Um, so that's what I really keep my focus on. My focus is on empowering them and encouraging them and emboldening them on how to move on and live life, not on the sidelines, but in the game as they um, progress outside of this relationship. Where do I see it going? The sky's the limit. I mean, I, I there's no cap for me. However, you know, it, it increases. I'm, I'm submitted, I'm a servant, and I'm here to be used. All right. So, all right. So give us give our listeners information. We got a couple. I know you got a couple. You have a book coming up. Um, let us know about that. Yeah, whoop whoop. Yes, sir. Whoop. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, we celebrate I all do. This That's awesome. <laughs> Yay! Thank you, guys. I am so excited, and it's so funny because I am a numbers girl. I can crunch some numbers. I am analytical all day. So when I had to write this book. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, me write a book? I'm like all shaking and trembling. Are you sure? And so, you know, I'm going to write a sentence, delete, 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 write a sentence, delete, delete again. So, um, but the book is now complete. I'm so excited about that. I will be doing a pre-book launch at my birthday celebration. So it's actually a birthday celebration slash pre-book launch, which is scheduled for August 19th, a Saturday. And I have 
pays for everything. I am inviting you guys, your listening audience, to come out okay. and celebrate okay. with me. You know, there's definitely a lot we can be sad about, but when good things happen, we should celebrate them. And I just personally think that another year in the land of the living is a reason to celebrate. And I got the icing on the cake, which is a book that is being released. So, um, again, general admission is free. I do have VIP seating, which I definitely recommend because that guarantees both a seat as well as an autographed copy of my book. And a couple of other things in there, VIP, $25. I'll have a couple of very nice giveaways there. And for those of you that may be out of town and can't attend the event, but you like, you know, um, you want to sow a seed, you want to show your support, there's also a drop-down tag uh, available where you can send donations, any amount, no matter how big or small. Um, you know, is rejected, we take it all, and the registration for that event uh, can take place at celebrateshanita.eventbrite, and that's celebrate, my name is spelled S-H-E-N as in Nancy, I-T-A, celebrateshanita.eventbrite. Okay. And then you got something else coming up. Too. Oh, that's what, how do we, how do we find you? How do people find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook at She Space Nita. I am on Periscope and Instagram at Shanita underscore Inc. Shanita underscore I N C. And the business Instagram is re underscore new her. Re underscore new her. And I also have a website that is currently being um, developed in the final stages. But in the meantime, I do have a free download available. If you guys want to go ahead and uh, go over there and sign up to be on my email list, there's a free download at shanita.org. All right. All right, well, I pre- we appreciate you for coming on tonight, and definitely, definitely thank um, thank you for what you're doing. You definitely are filling a void that is necessary for uh, many, 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 many uh, people, and so we thank you for what you're doing. Um, also, um, yeah, I might, have to, I might have to come to the party. No, I'm sorry. Woo-hoo! I might come to the party, y'all. Y'all get over it now. Uh, It's open for men and women. Let me say that. Men and women both are invited. You know, yeah, so don't think it's just a a room full of ladies. You know, guys, you you guys are more than welcome to attend. So it's not just for women. Okay. Think about it. We did share the um, Your Eventbrite link in our On This Live scoop and we – in our live feed, and I will also reshare it um, in our groups and on our pages so that people who are close to you can have the availability to come out and see you, and those who would like to sew into your your business can do the same thing via the link. So we will get your info posted for you shortly. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak to your listening audience. No problem. You are so welcome. Thank you. No problem. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, all right. I love that. Thank you, Ms. Shanita Hart, for coming on this evening. Awesome. Awesome.
<clears throat> so we are going to go ahead and hop into our next song for the evening. We have new music by Freeze, and this is I Love You. So we're going to go ahead and segue right on into this new song, I Love You by Freeze. Cut it up in the headphones a little bit, bro. I need a attentive beer and a faithful breast. And if I'm down and out, then she should give me your best. Go through these valley lows and high tails and purgatory flash shit. On this mission through hell, stuck in this eyes on earth. Well, shit ain't all well. It's hard to bear these burdens without going to jail. So should I pop myself or pack my bags and bail? But pops, raise men and we won't tuck no sails. I heard that clever endeavors don't match with half measures. Grit your teeth, clench your fist, and we can get through this weather. So we didn't try separate. Heaven knows we can do better. And this collective is more effective. Let's get together. I had to let go of the guy. God and son, and nah, deal with my little wishes and all of my big problems. So game on, my J's on, I flamed on. Reminiscing, wishing all my dead homies was home. Yeah. 
Yes. I like that. I like that little jam. Uh, we are back live on The Scoop, and it is time for the Hot Topic. Uh, the Hot Topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection, and we are servicing women who want to share their curves um, and show how lovely their curves are and that they do come in all sizes. So for the Hot Topic, Tonight we're discussing the Dr. Um, Umar Johnson interview that Roland was Roland Martin's interview with Dr. Umar Johnson, and we asked the the question in the group, and it seemed to have mixed reviews. So I'm gonna call on my lovely co-host first and see what their thoughts are. Then we'll we'll discuss what the people are talking about in the scoop group. So uh, let's start with Q. What was your take on the interview? Did you see it? Um, What were your thoughts? I have read more of our commentary than watching the video. Um, I I don't like watching us argue back and forth, do that super ridiculous back and forth. And I'm not saying I'm not going to assume that that's what happened, but the way that I read in the commentary. I'm good with reading the commentary. I will go back and watch, but no, I have not watched it as of yet because I was not ready to put my mind state there for that back and forth. Um, my overall feeling on Dr. Umar is I initially was very team Dr. Umar um, or Umar, whoever, wherever we're calling him. Um, I feel that his, his, his heart is in the right place. I think that he has a lot of knowledge that he needs that he wants to share, but I think somewhere along the way he has gotten um distracted, deterred, you know, fame loving the fame, something. But it's just hard I don't I don't trust his movement and his actions right now. I think it's a lot of a lot of words. He has a lot of good you know, a lot of speeches and things like that, but his approach of doing things is not always aligned with how I, I like I think is um, going to produce actual re- results. Roland Martin, I know that he can be kind of, uh, he can be combative in the way that he runs his interviews, but I actually have heard that, or let me see. Yeah, combative is a word I want to use. I thought about it for a second, but yeah, that qualifies. Um, but I actually, based on the commentary from what we had in the scoop, it seems like he actually tried to play referee in uh, relation to the others that were on the panel. So that was an interesting turn of events for me, that he kind of played rest to that situation as opposed to being the usual instigator for that. So, um, again, Umar kind of – I'm kind of meh with him. I don't feel one way or the other about him. I think I think he needs to have a real transparent moment with the people so that he can really regain some of what he's lost because I don't even think that he – he's dismissing the discord as haters but I think it's much bigger than that. You can't have such a large amount of people be so for you and actually investing in you without actual something tangible to hold on to. You can't have that many people be behind you and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, hell no, for nothing and not say anything. And then all of a sudden there's something wrong with them. You know what I'm saying? So that's my issue with his movement, with his way of doing his business, is he needs to tighten up that portion. He got he got some uh, explaining to do, Lucy. So, you know, 
I, I think he would have less of these types of interviews and more get stuff done type interviews again if we had less questions to ask about how he's doing what he's doing. And I, and I think in a lot of ways, his own he, he kind of got himself into this mess. Anytime we put ourselves in the position that he's put himself into, you're going to expect ridicule. So like I said, we're homeboy with the money earlier. Make sure your stuff is together so when people come for you, you have your receipt. So, you know. Even though this was supposed to be the receipt given interview, I'm still the jury's still out on that. I watch it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead. What about this win for it? It's actually posted the post so Can I can there? I go last on this one? Can I go last? <laughs> sure. Rashad, you got some thoughts. Yeah, my thoughts are is that uh I like Roland Martin, um, but my lack of like for uh, Dr. Umar and the fact that to me it's like too little, too late. Like, yeah, I want to know where the receipts are coming from and what's going on and what your movement means because you are taking money from people who are impoverished and some of them don't really have it to be given to you like that. People need answers. Um, I think also that as opposed to him trying to gather folks together to get underneath his umbrella. I think that he could have helped push, you know, umbrellas that were already going. If you got people really stirred up like that, why not make the necessary changes that the HBCUs need instead of pushing them all to the side and saying, let's just send everybody to Dr. Umar school or why not, you know, I mean, I don't know. Cause to me, I think when I get to talking about Dr. Umar, it's, uh, a bunch of finger pointing that I don't like to do no way. So I just say that I don't really care for his brand of uh, theory. I think that he's over the top and I don't see very much true action. I see that he knows how to stir people. I would call him to me. I look at him like a, uh, like a low level Ponzi schemer Mm. and people just bite me. I mean, that's what I look at it as. But, I mean, if people want to bite it, go for it. Sure. Well, on that note, let's get a couple of um, thoughts from the group. So there are several people who thought he did well. Uh, One quote was, um, based off this video alone, Umar comes out on top. Uh, the lady just wanted to be combative as soon as she got her turn. Uh, the dark-skinned brother just came out the gate wrong, calling uh, Umar a liar. Umar went wrong when he called him a coon, but overall, Umar won this debate. And it's so weird that I picked that comment because <laughs> my opinion of the video, and I did watch the interview, um, when he when he did use the word, the word, the C word has become so offensive to me, and I mm-hmm. think people throw it around so much. That word was very scared. People were scared to use that word, and I think that it's it's very odd and, and very sad that we are the people that brought the word back. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most hateful words against us, and we brought it back. I, I, I just, I, I detest it. I do not like it. And it's like the one side uses it to me to, um, you know, you're almost, you're harassing or, or, you know, spewing hate 
more than, you know, the ones who were supposed to be our oppressors. And I, I, I really was turned off by that. Um, I've told my opinion about Dr. Johnson before. I was one of his followers, very mm-hmm. uh, intrigued. I kept thinking he was, you know, I thought he was smart. There was a couple of things I didn't agree with, but for the most part, I was ready to work. I thought, okay, somebody, finally somebody taking the initiative to, you know, have a global uh, change or at least a nationwide change. And, you know, I signed up for things. Nothing has ever uh, been fruitful, you know, and I don't know if it's because I, I don't have the information or what, but I, I agree with Rashad on the there's just no action uh, from Dr. Johnson. So I'm probably a little biased, but I think his aura is so combative that mm-hmm. anybody that's interviewing him or anybody, you know, any part of the panel is always going to have that, that guard up against him too. So it's just, you know, I just feel like you can get more accomplished with being uh, cordial and professional, and every interview doesn't need to end up in an argument. Like, yep, really. Um, and I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm gonna look, let's see, someone else to let's see, someone else said Umar made a lot of valid points, and the panel came out shooting immediately, and he, and he kind of shut them down. Um, and then one another person says he's kind of militant with it. I get where he's coming from, but the anger behind his argument is a turn off. Um, mm. Others said it was an unbalanced pa- panel, and I mean it's just, sure. it's kind of back yeah, and sure. forth even in the on the post. But yeah. um, so, when you ready to go? Say, yeah, let me say this. I think so. The two the two main questions was that were that were supposed to be answered was, for those who don't know, that maybe a couple of days before Dr. Johnson was on the Breakfast Club. And on the on the Breakfast Club he made he made of course the statement about he made a statement saying that he cannot respect any um black man who marries somebody who is not black. He said because it. He said he he cannot respect them because your first um, responsibility is to protect or to uphold the black family, and you can't do that if you don't marry a black woman. And so Roland Martin asked him, "So you're telling me um, that Harry Belafonte and he named off some other people who have um, done good things um, are cannot you know you don't respect them?" And he said. No, because he doesn't respect. He has a hard time respecting them because they didn't marry black women. That was the one. One. The other was he. They they questioned and they've been questioning his credentials, and so he answered he answered the question about his credentials. You know the schools that he went to, et cetera, et cetera. Um, where it got heated was that first question that I brought up. So my thoughts are first of all, and I said this on the post. I thought Dr. Johnson did a great job of asking the appropriate question to get the answer that he wanted. So he responded by asking the panel to name for him uh, or has white America or have white people in America done anything to um, forward the black cause. And so they started naming things that people have done, but they couldn't answer the question because the question he asked was, has white America as a whole 
done anything. And so that's why I made the statement that he's an excellent wordsmith because he asked the right question. And and they were their response was defensive, which like you said, kicked off the the, the debate. Um, I don't agree. First of all, I think that Dr. Johnson is very good for Black America. Um, he is an intelligent man. Whether he went to these schools and got these degrees or not, he's an intelligent man. And I think that we need to bring a level of um, intelligentsia to the discussion. Uh, do I believe – now, the other part of that is do I agree with him? Not all. I don't agree that a, that a, that a black man should lose respect if he chooses to marry a non-black. I don't agree with that. But I think that in order for us to advance, we have to learn how to have conversations where even if we disagree with certain parts, that we learn to come together on the common ground of how do we move forward as a community. And I can disagree with the fact that you don't respect the fact if I marry somebody who's not black, that's fine. I don't have a, I don't, whatever. But how do we move forward as a people? His respect means absolutely, and not me funny to say this, say this with all sincerity, his respect means absolutely nothing to me. And so what we have to do. So <laughs> I think, I mean, seriously, whether he likes me, respects mm-hmm. me or not, I don't yeah. care. Let's just figure out how we gonna move forward as a people and and stop being the lowest and economic the lowest economic group and you know, one of the lowest economic groups in the country, one of the highest divorce rates, one of the you know, some of the other let's deal with our issues. Let's not sit here and worry about whether or not I marry a black you know what I mean? I just again I just I just think that it was that it's like, okay, listen, let's move forward. Um, I do think in terms of um, the part, because he said he raised $700,000 $700, for this school, and they ain't done nothing, and they might do it in 2018, and they might do it in 2019, that's an issue. Um, and it's an issue because, and I'm going to, I'm going to assume the, the good in saying that because he is not someone who is in finance and who is not in that that's not his specialty, that I recommend that he get some people on his team who know what they're doing with people's money. Because when you got have had $700,000 given to you, and to use, your, to use yours, you can't show any receipts, that creates an issue. And so you need to be able to, on your website, on something, be able to give updates to say, well, this money is going to give people receipts. I've had people who who we personally know who've given money and who have, have reached out to try to call and they get no response and stuff like that. And so those are the things that make this look suspect. Lastly. This team I, is I'm rude. Yeah. And lastly, I'm going to end with this. As much as I think he's good for the, he's good for the discussion, Dr. Umar is starting and has for a while starting to sound like the same Baptist preacher who he talks about. And so <laughs> exactly. I think he has to be careful that if you are against something, that you don't become what you are against because now you have discredited what you're trying to do. And, again, I think he is good, and what he is saying is good. I think knowing where we come from is a wonderful thing and it is a necessary thing. But just because I know where I come from does not mean that I have to now um, I, have, I can't progress or I can't do anything different. 
And so he's got to say, listen, I might agree. I might be Pan-African and think this is the way to go. That's cool. That's great. I'm with it. I'm not going to disturb you from doing that. But don't put me down because I disagree with your your perspective. And don't think I'm any less African-American or any less black because I choose to do something a little bit different than the way you do it. To me, to me, that then makes you the very person who you are trying to fight against. And now you've made me an enemy, and I can't even respect, I can't even be um, on the same side as you. You are killing us. They are, we are literally killing ourselves because we refuse. Now I'm talking about everybody, because we refuse to sit at the table and figure out how in the hell do we get off the ground and start moving. We're standing on the ground just talking, and I'm tired of talking. Build a school, do something, but quit talking about it. Jesus, stop talking about it. Hell, start with one class. Start with a class. Just one. Something. You know, we got Eventbrite set up in no time. Just do something for the people. (laughs) Do something. Build a, look. Build a bank, something. Do something. Right, but how does he? How are you still doing interviews and everything, and nobody is questioning this money? Like, did he write? Did he ever make it to his goal? No, he said seven hundred thousand. And I mean, and I was, and I was upset that he didn't even make his goal. But I'm like, I mean, you could have did something with seven hundred thousand. Now you could have did a little. Whether it was just you yourself having an after school program, you could have rented a little building and, and had kids come, you know, and you just be the teacher and not have a full fledged boarding school with, you know. He has an all or nothing. I think he's so extreme in wanting us to produce something and to say, it's like, you know, what we've been saying. He wants, he's got the tools. He's like someone with the, the cliff notes for how to get a movement going. And he wants everyone to be a part of it. But when it gets time, but he won't defray, he won't, he won't detract from the original plan. There is no backup. If if, if it's not the school, then that's it. So that, that's why we're like, okay, well, we all have plan B, C's, D's, and E's. With all of this money, with all of these options, all of this influence you have, we still have nothing but interviews and pop-ups. And I, right. Where we get and to see and sit, you know, sit on top of each other in standing room-only rooms and listen to you say the same things we watch you say in your YouTube videos. It's just that there's yeah, got to be I'm more. If you're demanding more from the people, the people are going to naturally demand more from you. Yeah, and I'm not against here. I'm not against waiting. So I'm not against him waiting to open the school. But in the process of doing that, you got to tell us. What, so let me. You have to tell us. So it's the same thing, you know, with anything else. I mean, and and I've made this mistake too. So I'm not again. This is why I can say this. <clears throat> I've made this mistake. When you are in leadership. One of the key one of the key things that you have to do you're, you have to is you have to over communicate when you're dealing with African American people you got to definitely when it comes to their money you definitely have to over communicate because wow. and again I'm guilty let's, let's let's be I've done this as a business owner I have done this as an entrepreneur I have done this mm-hmm. you yeah. have to over communicate especially when you're dealing with our money, because we already have, I mean, you got to, and historically, you got to think about it. You know, at first I was like, oh, that's stupid. But historically, you got to think about it from the perspective of, if you've dealt with a people who in this country have been taken advantage of 
financially. Let's just look at financially. The amount mm-hmm. of times that African Americans have been taken advantage of, then you have to understand that, listen, if I'm going to deal with these people, I got to over-communicate. I got to tell them every, if I take in, I got to send them receipts. I got to give them updates. I got to do this. I got to do that. Or have somebody on your team doing it so that way they know what's going on. So I'm not, that's why I said I'm thinking about this on the, on the side that ain't nothing going on because in my mind, the man is a psychiatrist, psychologist. He's not in finance. So maybe he's not an accountant. So maybe he needs somebody to say, listen, let me handle that for you. You you go do your speeches or whatever, but you got to tell people what it must. You got to tell me what telling people they $700,000 is going. Because the more mm-hmm. you leave open, the more yeah. opportunities you leave for people to come, to come in and shoot at you. It's just that simple. Yep, exactly. And if we know people who've been taken, who feel taken advantage of by trying to be a part of the movement, how can you, can you imagine how many other people have felt that way? And you know what they say about business for every bad experience. One person goes and tells, what is it on average? What, six, eight people? They tell when they have a bad experience just when they purchase regular things. So if you're investing in something that's supposed to be a movement, that's supposed to be uplifting people, and you don't get a call back, you don't get an update, you get shade, that, that, that is not what you want to put out there as far as your brand, as far as your message. You know, there's the team has to get tighter, you know, and it starts from yeah. the head. And I think that there has to be a, a mind shift of what he's really trying to do. You hit it when you said that he's starting to become what he's been preaching so hard against. Yeah, like. And that's, it's just, and yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch happen, especially when, or if you were at one time a follower or wanted to be a part of that movement. That's disheartening to see that. And it makes you that much less trusting when the next big person shows up, you know, and it, and it should empower us more to become that big person for ourselves because you can only be responsible for who you are, you know, because you, you putting our faith in man has done what for us each and every time. So, you know, you, you're not going to let you down. So. Yeah. Now is there, uh, before we wrap up, is there anyone else out there that has a following like Dr. Johnson that is, is trying to step up and, and you know, in, in be the, another voice? I mean, I think we have plenty. Uh, I think we have voices. In, I think we have voices in certain areas. But I think uh, I, I think that – what did you say, Cousin? <laughs> I said Jay-Z, shout out to Gloria. I said that to Gloria. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm just—I think in other areas. I mean, we could we can use him. I mean, I think in the in the, if we're gonna look at in the area of music, I think he's become he's become very socially you know conscious uh, person who you know who who is now starting to say things. So I think we can add add somebody like him. But I mean, if you're looking, for example, like in the area of economics, I mean, you've got some you know you've got the John Hope Bryant who are out there doing stuff. You've got the you know the Claude Alexanders. Who have you know who have been you know who's been doing stuff? You got the you know the Mark Morial who's doing you know what I mean. So he's got some um, he's got some we've got people in a lot of these areas who are doing things. Um, it's just mm-hmm. it's just I think what he has is that first of all I mean he's in an area where you don't see I'm sure you don't see a whole lot of black psychologists. A number one number two. Let's just be honest. You don't see a whole lot of confident black men. So mm-hmm. to see a confident black man who man who's sitting up there saying stuff and actually, you know, 
if he don't know what he's saying, he surely does sound like it. He sounds so like a war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't see that a lot. So I think <laughs> there are people, you know, who who follow him because of that. Um, but I mean, even in the you know conscious movement, I mean, you've got your you know your people who I'm not. That's not my area. So I know there are some other leaders that are, um, you know, you know, you get Gregory's. You know, he's he's definitely somebody who we look up to. So they're there. They're there. Well, I think. You know, if I if I if I find another one that I that I like to follow that's about some action, you know, I just think I think it's time. I I'm just I think it has to be. You have to get to a point to where you're willing to die for it, and you know that's what I look that's what I look for when I look for a leader, especially in something like that when it comes to dealing with our culture and you know the the vices of our people. But I started to look closer to home. Yeah. We have so many of our very own peers that are doing exactly what you just said. I'm more yeah. willing to lift up the Candace Leisures, the Grace Franklins, the, you know, those types of leaders that are out doing, that I know, that I know their, their constitution <laughs> and what makes them move that has been offered money to do things and still says no <laughs> because it's against you know what the what the plan is and where what our big goal is. Like those are the people that I'm more willing to invest my money, my time, my energy. You know, my lip service. Those are the people that I'm more willing to even try and seek out at this point. Because hell, Dr. Umar was a no. You know, we didn't hear him until here recently, and he, and he what? he had been doing it for quite a while, and he just popped up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, everyone is Dr. Umar crazy. But you know. Those, I, I don't know. I'm just more. I'm like I said when I'm here a little bit ago. I'm more willing to look within, see what I can do, what we can do with amongst ourselves, with the people that we can reach out and touch and influence and have those close conversations with. Those are the people I think will really get things done. It starts in a small nucleus to make something huge, and mm-hmm. and I think that's where we gotta because we put too much steam amongst the the parade if that makes sense. We give a lot of energy to the parade and then when we get let down and all that does is slow down the movement. <laughs> Overall, I think if we if we stay focused and make our moves how we can in 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 realistic ways, then we can make realistic change. That's that's kind of where I'm at with that one. I know where we're at. Yeah. I vote I vote Kelly yeah, and I, and yeah. I'm always trying to. Uh, I'm always trying to introduce this, so I'm gonna go ahead and introduce Big Beam, one of the big homies. Uh, yeah, and this is his <laughs> some new music from him for real this time, and it's called Run It. <laughs> My view is from the highest point. Flies, nigga, buy what I want. Sippin' on Superion, they jealous so I ride alone My fortunes is imported, the hustle is domestic I make them feel imported, only one on the guest list Put you in the finest luxury becomes the standard 
Now you used to it, so you making the next nigga man up. Yeah, you used to keep my pants up when I'm hopping out of the Tesla. And when it comes to getting money, it's like sex, I can never get enough. Addicted to the cash flow, sipping on the Merlot. Riding in the form with a bad chick, watching her hair blow. Burn on the waistline, I keep that for the Chihuahua. The way I stack dollars will make an insecure nigga feel awkward. Bloodhound on the money trail, I'm there whenever the money there. Foreign squats in front of the love, successful so they love to stay. You better stay done it, stack, stack that money. Don't go back for the hundreds, the way I get it, you can tell I run it. Run it. Run it. Run it. Sky view on the top floor, a little bit like a boss. You can tell I run it, I run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. Run it. Run it. You can tell I run it, run it, run it, run it. Sky view on the top floor, living like a boss. You can tell I run it, I run it. Take you to a foreign island, expose you to some new shit. Having lunch on the beach, telling me how much your ex is a nuisance. Deuces to the old life, catch a flight strictly for the few. Niggas think I'm bragging when I speak on it, but it's the truth. Yeah, duffel bag full of dead people. Fuck no, nah, nigga, we ain't equal. My money rain, your shit sprinkle. Pay no mind to them niggas to beat with you. You ain't on my level, bruh. Tax brackets keep us segregated. Women love the way I spin it. Only you timid niggas be hating it. Self-made, just wanna get paid. You can keep the accolades. I'm never faded by jaded niggas thinking that I could ever be replaced. Got a thick chick, chick and lick. She bricked up like Beyonce. You claim to be a hustler? Depends on what a commas place. I'm all in with a poker face. Puffin' on a stogie and an emblem on the end of my chain. Big as a trophy, I'm on the top floor. All white penthouse, call it Macklemore. To catch up, you gon' need a lot more stamps off in your passport. Be the best that done it. Stack, stack that money. Don't go back for the hundreds. The way I get it, you can tell I run it. Run it. Run it. Sky view on the top floor, a little bit like a boss. You can tell I run it, I run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. Run it. You can tell I run it, run it, run it, run it. Run it. Got view on the top floor, living like a boss, you can tell I run it, I run it. Text messages full of emojis, I'm low-key feeling that shit. Fuck any nigga before me, and a stick big enough to measure me with. And I can see that you probably think I'm a little conceited. But my confidence makes me the type that any woman would want to be with. I'm the shit and I know it. Never been the type to need approval. Money bags overflowing. Type of shit I could get used to. No regrets for my ascension. I paid my dues and handled my business. Went from being a no name to now my name to have to mention. Taylor suits, making a fool out of any nigga who doubted me. I played it cool, took them to school. Now the same niggas is crowning me. Great and flicking out of my aura. God revealed like the Torah. Niggas claim they got your back for faith to black when it's time to support you. I'm sort of a big deal. Big wheels on the trip below. Big bills, house on the hill. Lay back watching the city glow. Listening to Barry Manilow with a beautiful woman beside me. Eating dice cantaloupe, blowing money like I'm in the Ivy League. All right, all right. That was family right there. That was Rasheem Big Bean Coleman coming to us with new music on this evening. I'm pulling up the song one more time, the name of it. 
is run it. And I love that. I love Rashina. I love the voice. Like, you can sing the ABCs and I'm with it. I don't care what he's talking about. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> I dig that. <laughs> Whatever you got to say, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that, fam, for sure, for sure. All right, family. So we are about to enter into one of my favorite segments that we have here on The Scoop, and that is our passion talk with the fire starter, Miss Sicily Victoria. If you have not been a part of our fire talks before, our passion conversations before, honey, be ready because Miss Sicily is about to set it off for us on this evening. How you doing, sugar? You ready for this evening for us? My cute, you know I am. <laughs> What's up, hey, squad? I don't know. Where, where, what where? Up, First of all, I'm sorry. I love all y'all, squad. I love all y'all. But I got a special moment to have a Winifred real quick. I just want to <laughs> know, was Winifred taking notes on the intro? I just want to know, did did he pick that up, That what you just did? He probably over there. Estimation me right now. That's okay. He probably uh, he he does. Does. He he I know. I I know he is. I mean, I mean, it just seems so simple. Q, doesn't it? Uh, it just seems so simple. I don't understand. Yeah, we got a vibe. We just got a vibe. It's okay. We got a vibe. Yeah. I okay. I just. Everybody I ain't just ain't it. Like it. Every, you're right. You're right, Queen. <laughs> what me? Why? Okay. <laughs> If, look, if it don't fit, don't force it, right? If it don't fit, don't force it. Come on here. What's up, my school nation? How you doing? I say it's school nation land. Love to all my squad. Great to be here with you again. I am Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business street is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence and communication. I am I'm a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, you guys. That's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. It is so great to be here with you, as always. Today, I was inspired uh, and just, you know, I was like, what is it that I want to get to people today? And so uh, I was just thinking about how we just came from Independence Day, and uh, hopefully everyone had a great fourth and things of that nature. So, you know, freedom and liberty and independence was really ringing within me. So I just, uh, you know, constructed um, these words, these few words for everyone, and I pray that you receive them with grace and that they liberate you in a greater level of your independence. Today's topic, we're going to talk about ways to maintain your freedom and ways to also penetrate a higher level of freedom for yourself, ways to maintain your freedom we're discussing, and ways to penetrate a higher level of freedom. What I've discovered um, in my years living on this earth, uh, primarily with my own journey, is that there will be seasons and times where I will experience liberty and freedom in certain areas, a bondage, if you will, that I wanted to be free from, and then I'll do well for a season, and then something comes along to knock me off my square, and then I find myself right back 
where I ended up in. And so I think that this is the time of this 2017 being the year of completed things. Hello, that you will make a determination, a resolve that I'm not going back to where I used to be anymore. So the Firestarter help came here to help you out in this regard, to give you some basic principles about what is needful when you want to maintain your freedom. It's not enough just to get free. You got to stay free. And so I want you to maintain your freedom. And not only that, once you get freedom in one area, you don't want to stay stuck there. You want to penetrate higher levels of freedom, new levels, new devils, right? Y'all heard that before. So you want to penetrate mm-hmm. new, uh, another level of freedom. So here we go. The first thing you need to do is keep first things first. Keep first things first. Um, the same things that it took to get to your victory are the same things you have to do to keep it. Okay, uh, Winifred is my anointed note taker. We're going to keep him where um, he does best. And so I know he's taking the notes. <laughs> I know he's taking the notes. I believe my Winifred alone tonight. The same things it took to get to your victory are the same things you have to do to keep it. Please don't ever forget that. Please know that you never arrive anywhere, even if you have victory in a space, okay? Sometimes we like to get the big head and think we got it on lock, right, and think oh, um, that we can still you know, try to dip and dab in things that we were freed from, and then we recognize that our draws, our draws aren't as big as we thought that they were. And so, and then we, what's called relapse, okay? And then you go right back to where it was. You're like, dang, you know what I'm saying? I thought I was done with it. I thought I was finished. So do know that you never arrive, okay? Even after you have significant impact, I want you to always believe that you have so much more to learn. I want you to remain teachable. It keeps you humble. And when you are humble, you have a greater chance of maintaining your integrity and walking your tightrope. Listen, the word says that narrow is the way, okay, to salvation or to victory, shall I say, or to independence or to liberty. Broad is the path that leads to destruction. So you got to walk a tightrope when you want to maintain your freedom and stay free. So don't get too comfortable and don't get cocky, all right, when you have a certain level of victory. Please never forget your humble beginnings, okay, of where you once were, right, when you didn't like the place that you were in. So you can remember as you continue on your path. Remember, when keeping first things first, we talked about big rocks in first, right? You put the big rocks in first. Those are the mandatory things. Those are the non-negotiable things that need to go into your everyday for you to be your best self. The big rocks in first and then your luxury items, okay? Some of mine are prayer, worship, and exercise. This is needful for Firestarter to be her best self, for the most part, of course, and the word as well. So the life work for everyone for this principle is if you don't have three mandatory at least or non-negotiable character building activities for you, character building activities for you, you need to get that for your everyday. And that will help you to keep first things first, and those should be your non-negotiables, and you shouldn't uh, want to allow a day to go by without those things. Listen, getting back to basics never gets old, you guys. Getting back to basics never gets old. I want you to remember that. The second uh, principle is that two ingredients are required. Now, I borrowed um, these two ingredients from 
my apostle Dr. Stevenson, but I'm going to give you the explanation in a fire starter way. Number one, you need to have access to a higher level of information. This is the part about penetrating a higher level of freedom. When you want to have an even more robust and an aggressive level of freedom that you haven't experienced before, you need to have access to a higher level of information. It's been said that you're the average of your five closest friends. So if you want to have an ascended state or a higher view, you have to have access to a higher level data. Okay, in other words, if you want to be a millionaire, you got to have one of them jokers in your phone contacts, at least one, or have one as a mentor, right? If you want to walk sexually pure, you can't be hanging around holes, okay? If you want to be preparing for marriage, in my humble opinion, you should only engage prospects. That means everyone doesn't qualify for your time and your attention romantically. I'll say that again. Everyone does not qualify for your time and your attention romantically, okay? I don't care how fine yourself is. And then if you want to be wiser, okay, you need to get some friends that are older and wiser than yourself with some money, okay, and fruit to their credit. And you can learn from them. Let them teach you a little something, all right, if you want to do that. And then if you want to love the Lord, all right, and you want to stay saved, as I do, get next to somebody you see doing it and ask them to show you how, okay? So that is how that works. So, right, you have to have access to a higher level of information. The second ingredient that you need is you need the development of new habits. When you want to penetrate a higher level of freedom, you got to have new habits. There is no way around it. You have to develop new habits. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. We've all heard it. Also, we've heard if you do the same thing, expecting different results, what is that the definition of insanity, right? So we don't want to be insane in the membrane, okay? We want to know what we're doing and have some new habits to our credit. So uh, Firestarter is admonishing you to stretch yourself to stretch yourself intentionally every day. Remember, comfort is a threat to success. Comfort is not your friend. We've talked all the time. Comfort is for maintenance, okay? It's good to have measures of comfort, okay? But you don't want to be contented in comfort, all right? It is in the resistance and it's in the tension that you grow and that you excel. So you need to embrace um, the things that make you stretch, okay? Do not embrace comfort. It's a threat to your success. So these examples of new habits might be new friends, it might be a new diet, it could be new surroundings, new intake, new language, new perspective, new mindset, a new schedule, new commitments, a new workout plan, new financial plan, et cetera, et cetera. These are some of the things that you can incorporate for the new habits that you need to develop. Lastly, last principle, when you want to maintain your freedom, and access higher levels of freedom. You need to count the cost of compromise. This one's a doozy, you guys. Please listen. You need to count the cost of compromise. Compromise is costly. And meaning if you are want to be one who avoids compromise, you need to be a masterful decision maker. You need to be a masterful decision maker. A little bit about my story years ago, hmm. my goodness. I mean, of course, I've come from... Uh, people-pleasing majority of my life, I would say all of my 20s, uh, going from my childhood all the way through my 20s, probably not to 30 did these things start to change for me. 
okay? And in people-pleasing, there's a whole lot of compromising going on. It's compromising against my values, my belief system, my God, myself. You know what I'm saying? My desires is just compromise all over the place. And listen, because compromise is costly, look, all the things that look harmless and innocent are not, you need to know, okay? People-pleasing, it may seem with good intention and it may seem harmless, but it's not. It's demonic. And it's destructive, okay? Listen, flirting with anything that does not uh, excel you, that does not promote you, that does not better you, it is a sin, okay? Because you're playing with to see how far that you can go, okay? Flirting is sin in that regard. So what is that? So I, I would do so well, right, with myself, and then somebody would come along that needed something or wanted me to perform or, or do something for them or be something to them, and then I would compromise my whole plan in order to make sure that they were happy. What did that cost me? Listen, that temporary cheating on myself, work, is it? I want to ask you, is it worth the sacrifice of your eternal desires and your purposes? Listen, my compromise for um, when I was got to an adult age, right, enough to know better all the way through maybe my young adulthood, it cost me years, you guys. It cost me years, and it will cost you years, too, because I didn't count the cost of compromise. I thought I had enough time. I thought, you know what I'm saying, you know when we're young, we'll say, well, we'll get it, you know what I'm saying, better later, right? I got time. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do my thing and things of like that. And then you turn around, okay, and 20 years then passed, okay? So what happened, all right? It passes in the flesh. You got to count the cost of compromise. Listen, it cost me, and I'm going to be real transparent, okay? I'm going to help somebody out there. You, my compromise, I'm going to tell you what my compromise cost me, and then you can look at your stuff, okay, recognize what it costs you. It cost me a delayed marriage. Yes, it did. Listen, we're not waiting, okay, on God to send us our mate. Sometimes God is waiting on us to be right for one. Hello. Okay, so he know he couldn't bless me with one right back in the day where I was just doing my own thing, you know, do what you want to do, and uh, I don't want to be a freak, but I couldn't help myself. Okay, I wasn't ready to receive a blessing of a husband, okay, because I was compromising all over the place in my people-pleasing um, habits. Listen, it delays an increase uh, due. It delays increase due to impulsive, unrestrained, uncontained, unbridled passions and impoverished mentality. All of those things are locked up in an impoverished mentality of lack and unbelief because you don't believe you are impulsive because you don't believe you practice no self-control because you are um, believe you don't believe you are unbridled. Those are not people who can be trusted with increase, who cannot be trusted with freedom. Okay, if you don't learn to bridle yourself, if you don't learn to focus, if you don't learn to practice self-control, you will not be any further in the year 2020 than you are in this year of 2017. I don't care how many declarations you make. Listen, you have to learn the art of delayed gratification. Hear me. Delayed gratification is an art. What does that mean, Cicely? It means can you sacrifice what you desire now until you desire, until what you desire forever shows up? I'll say that again. Delay gratification means this. Can you sacrifice what you desire now until what you desire forever shows up? 
If you don't master the art of delayed gratification in every spectrum of your life, you will forever find yourself at ground zero still trying to lift off. Yes, you will. If you don't master that art of delayed gratification, you're always going to stay at ground zero. That's stuck, depressed, and frustrated, okay, and uh, not having success. Listen, for example, if you delay gratification in the firestarter's life, and I want you to look at it in your life, I'm on a very strict male friend plan. Hear me. (laughs) I'm a very strict male friend plan. Okay, firstly, you need to know I don't need any new male friends, okay, currently, all right? That's that's number one. Unless, here's the caveat, you're going to be a friend because I sense that you're the one that is going to go beyond friend zones. I don't need any other trials and men to place in friend zones. And to be quite frank, um, the men ain't trying to be placed in a friend zone either, okay? So can we just all be honest about what's going on, all right? So stop entertaining men um, to place in friend zones when they don't want to be there and you really don't want to be bothered with them either. Just get a strict male friend plan and tell the brother what it really is, okay? He will respect you, I promise you. He will respect you uh, for that information. Listen, when you are are preparing for a destiny, posturing yourself for your mate, for example, which is where I currently am, it's not about who's nice, okay, in your life. The brother's nice, the sister's nice. Listen, when you're preparing for a wife, you're preparing for a husband, it's not about who's nice, it's about who's qualified, you need to understand, and everybody's not qualified. It's not personal, okay? This is business. Destiny is at stake with your life, okay? So you need to take it seriously. I'm going to leave you with this. My uh, boy John Maxwell says this, one of my favorite quotes. Please write it down. Learn to say no to the good so you can say yes to the best. Mm. If you can learn to say no to what's good, <laughs> you mm. can be ready to say yes to what's best. Because, look, if you say yes to the good, uh. then when the best come along, you stuck. Ain't nothing you can do. That that ship just going to pass you by because you got your love, you know what I'm saying, two-piece uh, side dinner with a biscuit, okay, and you didn't get the restaurant. Listen, I'm done, y'all. <laughs> this has mm. been your passion talk for today. Okay, if there's any questions, comments, or concerns for my Winifred kicks me off of here. <laughs> oh, my love so much. Any questions, comments, or concerns? One more time, Cicely. If you can learn to say no to what's good, you will be better. Say it one more time. I'm typing. As I'll say speak, it one honey, more time. No word. worries. <laughs> yes, that's a word right there. You can live off that. Mm-hmm. Learn to say no to the good. Learn to say mm-hmm. no to the good mm-hmm. so you can say yes to the best. Yes to the best. Mm. Learn to That's say no to the good like that. So you can say yes to the best mm. You can live off that Y'all be good Winifred Look, Listen here If Winifred is pleased My job is done here Okay So that is all that matters At the end of the day Do you understand That Winifred no. is pleased with me Please Winifred the rest of us is just small potatoes, huh? 
Um, so take uh, support that as well. So good show tonight. Thank you guys. We definitely appreciate you guys again. Thank you, Shanita. Thank you, Cicely. Um, thank you, Shaquilla. Thank you, Phil. Uh, thank you, everybody. I love, love y'all. That was close to emotions. I guess. All right, y'all have a good night. <laughs> have a good rest of your week. I'll talk to y'all later. Good night. <laughs> that was emotion. That was my emotion. Emotions make it cry sometimes. Bye. Bye. We're done. Bye. 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 Bye.